We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The big two, you and Brunson, I'd like to congratulate you guys on getting me mentioned again with Willis Reed. We're <laughs> <laughs> two guys that scored 30 points in the same game. Yeah. So you guys continue to do that. We're just trying to follow on your footsteps, Clyde. That's all. <laughs> That's all. We got, we got, you know, somebody great like you that we can follow behind. Uh, I mean, that's just a credit to you and what you've done for this game. So we appreciate you. Next up, Busy. Good to hear from you, man. Knicks had a good live scrimmage tonight. Glad they got some practice in during the season. Love it, Busy. Love it. Is he still like Busy? Uh, did you did you enjoy the Brooklyn win last? I know you're like a closet Nets fan because of your love for Mikel. Cl- closet. Oh yeah, he's a closet Nets fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They saved that coach's job last night beating the Thunder. I'm convinced if they had lost again by double figures that Jacques Vaughn was going to get fired. I don't... Lord knows I'm not trying to waste time talking about the Nets, but like, I I think that would be... Then then Joe Sal would be paying three coaches, and I don't think he wants to do that. So, but... um, Mm, True. True. We'll we'll see. Yeah, listen, Nets, Nets world is over that dude. Over that dude. But there's a lot of fan bases over their head coach right now. Just yep. watching the well, the Laker spaces that you're in and obviously the Lakers Twitter that I, I navigate. They are very done with their head coach. My goodness, what's happening in, in San Francisco with the Warriors. Um, there was a five hour get Steve Kerr the hell out of here space. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to my homie Nat um, uh, host Golden Spaces and she's on Brother from Another Mother, but she cannot stay. She wants she wants Steve Kerr. Oh no! This next flight out of SFO tomorrow. So yeah, that's why when I say people like complain about Tibbs, I'm like, dude, everyone hates their coach. Everybody, literally everyone hates their coach, good or bad. Like it's the 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 biggest testament to that was tuning into Giancarlo's show during the finals last year and seeing like this has to be the end of Spo, and it's like y'all got to the finals as an eighth seed, and this has to be the end of Spo. Spoiled bastards. Yeah, seriously. Um, no, I'm getting Anyway, <laughs> Deadward 604. Great bounce back game for Julius Randle. Third quarter woes are concerning, but whenever the Wiz got close, we found a way to, to kick them back down. Isaiah Hartenstein equals beast. Sean. Like like I said, it, it wasn't the third quarter doom. It was the third quarter of, ah, oh, it's the Wizards. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Uh, listen, I think, listen, like, 
the game script should have been Julius and and J- Jalen drinking a beer on the sideline of the fourth quarter, but alas, was not to be. I heard is an absolute beast, and again, like we said earlier, uh, this team against the bad teams will take care of business. And at no point was I concerned about let, uh, about them letting go of the rope. Good stuff. I agree. Hush Zoo feels like new back big is. Wait, feels like a new back big is a precious. Feels like need. a new backup big is an, is a need. Oh. Precious is not it. Yes, precious is not it. I mean, I think Tibbs might agree with you. Yes, and this precious shoe is also six eight. I believe he's six eight. So I, I mean, and this is very much like an unnecessary correction. I'm pretty sure he's six nine. Well, again, it's one inch. It is. It is an unnecessary like, connection. Yeah, but but I think what we're both saying is that like he's not a seven footer. He's not six eleven. Like that. Like that matters. Um, my brethren in Toronto went told my precious sure They said, you know, um, so uh, <laughs> look, they took a swing on a guy. They took a swing on a guy, and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Shout out to shout out to Precious though. He's roots in the roots in the Bronx. Ah, there you go. Shout out Precious Chua. Next up, Stevens B. Guillaume. Sean, GMAC, we might not lose another game this month. <laughs> laughing funny, emoji. Why do you say that, Stevens? I have the schedule in front of me. And Let's do it. Are you want to play the schedule game? Who wants to be Mike? Who wants to be dog? <laughs> I'll, I'll be, be doggy. You got to be Mike because I've always been the doggy in the, in the, okay, in the class I'll be Mike. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, dog. Tuesday at home for the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, tell you, Mike, I, I, I think that's a win. All right, Thursday, go down to Dallas, get Luca and that bomb Kyrie. What do you get? What do you, what do you say, doggy? I got to tell you, that team is poorly coached, Michael. I got to tell you, that team is just awful. That team is not that good. Bob Cozy's better than Luca Doncic. At, at a certain point, you got to stop putting Luca in these conversations there, Michael. I got the Knicks with the win. That's a damn good doggy. I need to work Thank on you. Mike. Okay, uh, Saturday, uh, Saturday, dog, uh, not dog, doggy, uh, Go to Memphis against the Grizzlies Saturday night. I tell you, they've been playing better since the point guard came back. And I got to tell you there, Michael, they, they, they're they good. They're not that good, though. The Knicks are going to get the win. Uh, MLK Day, they go home for the... Th- we come home for the Thunder. You made Orlando there, Michael. Excuse me. Orlando. Orlando. Sorry. You too, know, much, uh, too much Diet Coke. Yeah, you know that, Michael. I'll tell you. The, the, the Thunder, they've been good. They're a good story. Oh, you said uh, Thunder. It's the, it's the magic. Oh, you got me all that mixed up there, Michael. How are you today? Uh, I got to say, the I think that'll be the next loss, but I'm still going to say it's a win. All right, let's go through the rest of these. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <We're good>. <laughs> Your <laughs> doggy is really good. All right. Thank you. Thank uh, you. So then, all right. So then, all right. So then Wednesday, they host Houston. They got the Rockets at home Wednesday. Then it's back-to-back against these same Wizards. Then Saturday, they host Toronto. Oh, that's going to be a tearjerker. Then at Brooklyn, home for Denver, home for Miami, at Charlotte, home for Utah. They're, listen, they're gonna they're gonna lose one of them. <laughs> I love that. That's how we where we've come to. Like eh, maybe one, one or two. Listen, the, Utah Denver, is... the Denver game scares me. The Utah game scares me. I yes. think the Memphis game kind of scares me. Although we did just see Toronto and our old our old friends RJ and quickly go in there and win. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're hot and cold. But obviously Denver, because they have the best player on the planet in that game. And Miami, because you're always just going to be afraid of Miami, is in that game. So yeah, that, that, those would be the games I'm concerned about. That four-game stretch, Denver, New, Denver, Miami, at Charlotte, 
Utah, obviously Charlotte, whatever. But like, listen, remember how we were pissing our pants because we lost to Utah? <laughs> Utah's been slapping people since. So, mm-hmm. um, so listen, if the Knicks finish, all right, that's one, two, it's one, hold on. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Listen, I'll sign up for eight and four. Give me eight and four. That that's it. So that includes if we lost a game, we had no business losing. Eight, I'll take eight out of the next twelve. Michael, you lost. They're going twelve and zero there, Michael. Thank you, Stephen, <laughs> for the contribution. <laughs> the thunder, Boogie. There you go. <laughs> People are. He should. I'm just going to put this up there real quick. Why? Well, uh, I'll get to the other comment in a second. He goes, "GMAC Russo is crazy." No. LMFAO. <laughs> I'm rolling right now. <laughs> that doggy is. That is. That is. Uh, that is excellent. I got to work on my mic. I got to work on my mic, Francesca. Yes. What's going to be hilarious, Sean, like we're older in life. There are kids or 20 ish year olds have no idea what we're doing, what what that bit was at all. And we don't care. You should have been around in the late 90s and early 2000s when Mike and the Mad Dog was the only sports talk thing that mattered. And, you know, now Mike is a punchline on Twitter and Christopher Russo is playing a character on ESPN daily. So one, y'all kids weren't outside. But two, the fact that the, this second act from Chris Mad Dog Russo is absolutely amazing. And we absolutely get it. Amazing. We completely we get, get it. it. Like yes. what the appeal is. And then nationally, they're like, how dare he say this? Like, you don't get it. Like, you just you yeah. don't get that what he's doing there. So anyway, uh, from Wasiu Sabah, Wasiu Sabah. Thank you for the contribution. Great win tonight. Loves that Randall bounce back. The minutes are still a problem, though. And this is where. You're going to need guys eventually. Either Tibbs is going to have to start trusting a precious Chua or Jericho Sims or Deuce McBride more or Malachi Flynn more. You know, um, we we got spoiled with nine guys that needed 20 minutes. And now we have seven that need 20 plus and mm-hmm. then two that you're kind of hoping you survive their minutes. Yeah. Um, I did notice that like during the fourth quarter, when Julius was on the bench about 10 minutes left and he'd already played 32 minutes. And I was like, Jesus, I guess this freaking team. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we need, we need now. We, yeah, we have, now we have seven legit guys. We need an eighth. So either it's going to be Deuce is going to step up to something or pressure is going to figure it out or maybe Jericho Sims, but we're, we're, we need a, we need a guy. We need a, we need a legitimate eighth guy. Yeah, and I think they're looking for legitimate eighth and ninth guys at this point, whether it be another point guard, whether it be a center. Maybe it's a two in the same deal. Um, I think I'm at the point where, and this is just a testament to how Grimes has looked so far, I don't want to give up one of the seven to get two. You know, like let's, there's got to be something you can do where you're, uh, you don't have to surrender anybody part of the current rotation in order to get, you know, a, a, an important piece to this, ro- to this, this playoff run that they're about to make. Um, thank you for the contribution. Hush Zoo. I hope Tibbs starts drawing up some plays for OG. He's way too big to be sitting in the corner for 90% of the game. But overall, it was a good win. I, I think that the fun part about what we've seen so far, and Jalen Brunson's assists kind of dictate that because of the the motion off ball and the the passing that seems to exist now. And this is again, going through DJ and, and Benji's threads. Um, you've seen this a little bit more that they're not specifically calling plays for him, mm-hmm. but like they are doing these pin downs to get him open in the corner. And when he cuts, they're looking for him, whether it be from Hartenstein or Brunson, but 
I don't know. What do you think about the, the idea of like you need to call plays for for OG Ananobi? Uh, <clears throat> it's going to be hard to consistently do that when he's on the floor of Brunson and Randall, maybe with the second unit. But then again, like we've seen the second unit bogged down with just Randall and no Brunson. So maybe so like I, I remember in the beginning of the second quarter, uh, they did the they actually had they actually had like no Brunson, no, no Randall to start the second. And then after about a minute and a half to two minutes, then Bronson came up the second unit. Maybe if you can run some stuff with uh, OG with that second unit to start the second quarter, maybe that can get him going. But at the same time, like, listen, man, if, there's only one ball. So and if I know he there, there will be usage because again, losing IQ and R and use losing IQ and RJ, there's gonna be usage to be had. It's still early. It's still four games. He's still figuring out. He says he doesn't know the plays, even though I know he's lying because he came from Toronto. But um, <laughs> I, I, I will. Um, I'll give us. I'll, I'll give us. I'll give us some time. I, I will give us some time. That was such a clever joke, and I hope people <laughs> got it. That I'm not even gonna explain it. If you know, you know why someone in Toronto might know the Knicks playbook. Um, well, well done, Sean. Uh. If what you're asking for, Hush, is like run the same pistol sets that RJ used to get. I don't mm. I haven't personally seen the ball handling capabilities that um Pres- that precious that OG and an in OG and that RJ had. Like, one thing I will give RJ credit for was the one elite thing he did was get to the rim. He yeah. didn't finish all that well when he got there. OG and finishes at the rim, but needs to uh, utilize his cutting. In order to get there, so I think more of the plays that you're asking for is this is why Hartenstein matters is the Joe Kim Noah playbook, where off of your center operating out of the high post, yes. you have options, and this is where guys take the advantage of cuts, whether it be the 45 cut or just like the Spain and and utilizing it that way, and and that's how you do it. By the way, in tribute to Mike Francesa, we we have a Diet Coke hey. on hand for the rest of the show. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Hush Sue. Next up, Jessica, fourth seed in the East, baby. Let's soak it in. Let's go, Knicks. The almighty fourth seed, Sean. The almighty fourth seed. Uh, my preseason prediction was a three seed, um, and that was that was predicated on one of Boston Milwaukee. That was predicated on Milwaukee having issues because they had ter- terrible perimeter defense. I didn't foresee that they were like, you know, we can just bludgeon the, most of these teams offensively and score 127 points. Although right now they have 87 points against the Houston Rockets with five minutes left in the fourth quarter. So maybe I was right after all un- with their unseriousness. But listen, fourth seed is only nowhere to go but up from here. Shout out to everyone who thought the Indiana was going to finish above us. Well, I don't know. So shout out to our chat, our our group that nobody had that. Um, but uh, looking at your preseason predictions now, the big one is the Cleveland of it all that you had Cleveland finishing first. And I was there until the so Jeremy also had Cleveland finishing first. You are in good company there. Um, the I, look, injuries the, at the beginning of the season is what they are. They're hovering around a four seed without Evan Mobley and and Darius Garland. So did, mm-hmm. that obviously is a factor into into all this, you know. What? Yo, I didn't really. Yo, we said hover on a four seat. I didn't realize there are there's a half game separating fourth and eighth in the Eastern Conference. Yep, yep. It's literally five teams that are separated by like one game total, mm-hmm. and you know that's that's why this race is going to be interesting. And wondering if through the month of January, if the Knicks can separate themselves from the pack a bid and turn it into a four team race for fifth, and maybe the Knicks get into the third seed conversation. But you know, we'll see. Thank you, Jessica, for for the contribution. You know, we love you. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Next up, heaviest jersey in the league. And then there's a the the the, the profile picture is top brun. And it's Jalen Brunson in a Maverick uniform. That is that is effort. Bravo. Um, so this is what a starting five in their primes looks like. Is this the end of the cardiac Knicks? Best position our franchise has been since the 90s. So I'm going to ask you something, Sean, because yes. Mensa said this on Casual Friday. And he said that this is the best starting five since the 90s. Are we sure it's not the best starting five since before the 90s? Like... Like, what's the better starting five of the 90s than this current team? Uh, all right. Well, the 94 team was the 94 team was, uh, well, Doc Rivers towards ACL. So it was Derek Harper, Starks, Oakley, Mace, Ewing. This team is, I mean, you want to say Brunson and Harper? I mean, Br- like, well, Brunson's the better offensive player, Harper's a better defensive player. Starks and um, Devin Starks and Divincenzo. I mean, I think Devo's a better shooter. Starks is streak. Starks is streakier. Um, and they're both well. At the same time, Starks is guarding Michael freaking Jordan. So you know. Uh, well, so here's where where I you're hinting at what I'm getting at. Like the second best player in that starting five was John Starks. Yeah. The second best player in the Knicks well, starting five is either. Patrick Ewing, well, no, is not it. Is it Patrick Ewing? Is either Julius Randle or Jalen Brunson? Mm-hmm. Like on any given night, the That's Knicks' true. primary point of attack defender. Because, like, shout out to, like, good job, Anthony Mason and the other guy who <laughs> Charles Oakley. No. That yeah. I know it's a complicated relationship with the Knicks now, but like, you were, they were they were rebound machines. I know Mace like made an All Star team, but like, what? I mean, it's a different era. So Mace the offense. Or um, Oakley. Oakley was yeah, a rebound machine. Yeah. Oh, no, Oakley made, oh, oh. Mace made an all-star team. Not bad, but Mace was sixth man of the year. Oakley He's made an man, all-star yes. team. Yeah. 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 I, I, I mean, listen, Julius and, Julius and Ewing is not close. Um, so if you're going to say that, if you're going to say that that 90s team was better, you know what? Let's do the 99 team because the 99 team, I think is better than a better talent than, than the 94 team starting lineup wise. Um, because all right, I think all right, Brunson's better than Chris Childs. Um, I'll take Houston over uh, Devo. Mm. Um, Spreewell and Anobi. Spreewell and 
right? Like, it does get difficult. And then Randall over LJ. And Randall then, like, Ewing at that point in his career against Hartenstein, you still give it to Ewing. But Ewing. even then, yeah. like, it's close. There's 35 year old Patrick Ewing. I think the point that I'm trying to make here is that it might actually be closer than we thought that, like, this might be the best starting five of our lifetimes. They have to achieve something to actually be put in the same conversation as far as greatness is concerned to the 99 or the 94 team or any of those teams that made the playoffs. But, um, man, I, I, I think the, I, I think this, the, the way the starting five is constructed is outstanding. I also want to say like the trust Brewell was like the important, most important player sometimes during nights, during playoff runs, which Agreed. is what the differentiator is. I just, the starting five is outstanding. So I, I agree. This is like, just like the nineties. And shout out to Kevin Wilson in the chat. He said, uh, uh, Charles Smith was a starter in 94, not um, yes. not Mason. Um, and yeah. Um, also, Charles. a reminder in the chat, if you're bringing up the 99 team, Sprewell did not become a starter until the second round of the playoffs. So like he was he was their IQ for most of it. He didn't start until game two against the Hawks. You're right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good, good, and Camby obviously became the starter when Ewing went down with the with the Achilles. Yeah. Good call out. That's why our KFS to the best fans of the world. And I see yes. people in the chat saying, um, don't should, should, should apologize to Oakley. Oakley should apologize to Patrick Ewing first. Until that happens, I don't give a rat's you know what. Period. End of story. We can go to the ass. Next one. That's what he, he means. A rat's ass. I'll just, I'll, I'll just, <laughs> in case anybody didn't know what he we didn't know what, you know, I just wanted to clarify. Thank you, <laughs> heaviest jersey in the league. Doing on. Hopefully, Yo. Fred brought his siren to the press conference because the minutes police are needed. I heart playing 40 can't be, be sustainable. Can it? I hope Pachua earns trust because I heart needs rest. Well, he's got two days off. Um, I agree. And I, the precious experience is exactly that an experience. So I can only imagine if we're, if we're if we're experiencing this way, what his head coach is also experiencing, you know. Well, if we take care of business against uh, the Portland Pivots on Tuesday night, then maybe we can get some more rest. So, uh, I'm with I'm with you, Ju and I. Like, you don't want to see like these are the teams that you got to just take care of and just like put the hammer down. And by the end of the third, because with that with that Wizards team, if you had just took care of business by the end of the third, they would have gave up. So. Hopefully, like you said, they have two days off, beat the pivots ass, um, because then after that is Dallas. So hopefully we can see minute totals under 35 against Portland at home on Tuesday night. Next up is Jessica. Absolutely, Andrew. Andrew, uh, Julius waking up on D makes him such a beast. I love it. Love seeing him set screens for DiVincenzo. Hashtag ride with Randall. Hashtag Sixto is right. Shout out Anthony Sixto. I agree that we should have been much nicer to Julius Randall, even though he can be a maddening player sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I if you can get... If he can just be league average on D in the times we need him to be, like, I don't need you to be Kawhi. I don't need you to be guarding the team's best guy and running around screens, or whatever. Just like, just be like, like, look at Jokic. Jokic went from there to like, all right, your league, like, your league average and your league average defense with your otherworldly offense, we will take that. Like, where Julius is offensively, we'll take it. Just be when we need you to be league average when we need you to be. By the way, the Knicks are up to 14th in defensive rating. 
Now they were 19th when the trade was made. So Hollow. trending up, trending upward at the moment. Thank you, Jessica, for the contribution. Nelson Joseph, any concerns on D? Oh, excuse D me. Mitchell. Any concerns on D Mitchell joining Miami? I think the way the Knicks are re are playing. Okay. The way the Knicks are spaces. Playing. The way yeah. the Knicks are playing, they could grab the third spot in the Eastern Conference, but competing with Miami and Philly will be tough. Nelson, those are the two teams. The Knicks, well, okay, there's three teams technically. The Knicks, the Heat, and the Brooklyn Nets. What I think we can put to bed today is that this is an in-season move. I think this is a concern for the offseason, what Donovan Mitchell's next team or next location will potentially be. Just from personally talking to people in Cleveland, that the day that the um, Evan Mobley and Darius Garland injuries happened, there was a curiosity that maybe this could become an in-season thing. Mm -hmm. Because the Cavs have gone on a bit of a run because their schedule got easier... I, I don't think that's a this deadline move. I think they're going to like these, these weren't season ending injuries either for Mobley and Garland. So if they're hovering around like four or five games over 500, there's a, a belief potentially in Cleveland that um, they will be able to be a seven seed or a six seed and maybe get healthy for the playoffs. Mm -hmm. uh, I also just flat out think the Cavs are going to give themselves a chance to offer him a max and offer him an extension. And if he turns it down, then they, they pivot and have a different conversation. Um, but I don't think this is an in-season worry, Sean. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, also, if they decide to trade Donovan Mitchell, and I believe that they will trade Donovan Mitchell because Dan Gilbert has come out and said that he what happened to LeBron, he's never let that happen again. Um, so thank you for learning your lesson. Um, Cleveland will want to replenish the pick package that went out in their trade. And Miami just doesn't have that. They got their own this year. They have none in 25. They got like they have their they've traded a 25, so they can't trade at 26. Uh they have one at 27. So the earliest they could trade a pick is 2028. They have that they could trade at 2028 and 2030. And Miami Heat. Picks in 20 and 30. Like, when has a Miami Heat draft pick been above 13? So I don't, I don't, I don't, I for my I don't see it for Miami. Like, I don't, I don't like if if Donovan Mitchell becomes a heat a heat player, it is when he signs with them a free agency in 2025. But I don't I don't think you'll see it before then. Man, that would be interesting if another Cav all NBA all-star goes to Miami, but this time it's Cleveland sending him there and not him going on national television and saying he's taking his talents down to South Beach to join the Miami Heat. It, it, yeah, and then and then you know and then it would be then the Miami Heat would open up the uh, the 2025-2026 season at the World Champion New York Knicks at Madison Square Garden. Ah, uh, hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about, Sean. Uh, <laughs> knock on all the wood, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Nelson. Next up, uh, busy with another one. For the record, I still want Randall on the moon. Busy, not only do we all know this, but we know that you would be driving the rocket. You would be piloting the ship that helped Randall land on the moon. Thank you for the contribution, Busy. Um, next up, uh, AIH or Al H. Hi, Andrew. Leon Rose is so patient. I really trust him. What do you think of his overall job up to this? Up to this, I think the trade. I think great trade for Ananobi. Say hi to your parents for me. Oh my gosh, is this? I, I think I know who Al H is. Hi. Is it Al Harrington? 
No, that's really funny though. <laughs> um, one of uh, the uh, elder elders in the church I grew up in, I'm pretty sure this is him. Um, if this is you, uh, Al, hello, and I hope your family's doing well. Say hi to everybody. For if it's not you, then I, I hope I remembered you and and eventually hit me up if if so I can make the connection. Um, but uh, I think Leon Rose has done an outstanding job. Um, not a perfect report card, but more home runs than strikeouts. And uh, yeah, like we've been echoing it consistently throughout the night that um, that like they've they've built something with a really high ceiling now and now i mean man sean the the next big move they make might actually put them in the conversation for contention mm-hmm. which you know we've we've contention when we've gone through these circles before it's like oh we're going to sell off everything and get lebron we're going to clear the cap sheets and get durant we're going to Durant and Kyrie are coming and we traded Porzingis. It'll be Zion and whoever. And what they've built now is like, okay, we got to really good. Mm-hmm. And then one move potentially makes you a contender. So one player away, one, one player, player away. away. Yes. One player away. Shout out to you, Al. I, I hope you and your family are doing well. If I think you are who I think you are, that, that is, I'll tell you after Sean, that is okay. blast <laughs> from the past. <laughs> Uh, Armand Birdian Birdinaj Birdinaj. We'll go with that. In fairness, Melo never got to play with those guys because he chose to get every cent instead of keeping all those picks and players signing as a free agent. I this is how Sean believes. I think when you can get the guy, you get the guy. Jeremy believes the same thing. I well, I know Jeremy believes what you believe. John believes what I believe. We're just going with like who's in our corners. Like, yes, well, Melo could have mess, been messy and been like, I'm going to like, uh, Melo could have just waited. I also just like the next day, the Nuggets were going to trade him to Brooklyn or New Jersey, technically Brooklyn. If they extend him and he's like, you know what? It's not the Knicks, but I'll go to Brooklyn. Like we, we, we've seen this happen before. Like you, the Knicks don't get that. How about they could have just been made this trade with a looming lockout so he can get his extension and then be smarter with how you built around him. Multiple things can be true. Everything you said can be true. I am not going to litigate this on this pot, on this live stream, because <laughs> we will be here until quarter to two. Like it's a like it's a West Coast game. Armand, the day he retired, um, really the week he retired, we did a casual Friday summit where Sean Mensa XJ and I all argued about this. Yes, so go, go check look that, that one. Up. <laughs> it's in our archives. Just go look that up. Um, a a relitigation of the Carmelo Anthony era in New York. It is the closest you will ever see to a casual Friday civil war. A little, put it little like bit. It was literally two on two. It was it was very <laughs> much a pickup game. Uh, thank you, Armand, for the contribution. Ben Kim Gurvey, when did the Washington Generals rebrand? That is funny. <laughs> now you're talking about Gen Z not knowing who the hell the Washington Generals exactly. are. Exactly. Absolutely. There, there's a Google search or a TikTok search being done right now for who the Washington Generals are. Yes, Chat GPT is free. Go ask him or her or them or it. Or it. Yeah. His, I'm not even. I, I mean, I've never used ChatGPT. I just know it exists, and people are afraid of it. <laughs> ChatGPT is amazing. If you know, you know. Oh, Sean even knows what it is. I, I'm that. That's where I become the John of the. Day. I have no idea who this is. Um, 
El Coriano with another one. El Coriano 11. How about Taylor Horton Tucker to fill the IQ role? This is where I will put my Jeremy cap on mm. and say he is an expiring contract. And you don't want to get an asset back that you can't then potentially use as continuous soup in the star trade that you hope to make this summer. Where I will agree with you, El Coriano, that's the perfect backup point guard that potentially could get you, uh, you could probably get for cheap, that is a 13 to 17 minute player. The Knicks have to think bigger than that. I think. That's why I think they're going to go after Brogdon. You know what? There's a guy. And I actually meant to ask John about it in a super chat, um, but I didn't get around to it. What about D'Angelo Russell? That's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I asked because backup point guard, he can listen, he can create offense. Now he has a player option for next year, which I think he's going to pick up because I don't see anybody giving him his player option next year is for 18.6 million. I don't see him getting that for anywhere else. And he is represented by one creative artist agency, um, uh, CAA for short. So I just have my, I just have my eye on that. Um, just have my eye on that. That's all. Um, <laughs> so here's, here's I want no, I don't want THT. By the way, I'm saying that. Period. THT, I I don't necessarily want. Tyus Jones is the expiring. Like I even saw it tonight. The way he's able to the floaters he was hitting, like that's that's the IQ floater. You know, it's why Tyus Jones in a backup role to boost the offense is the direction I would go if you're going down the expiring contract route. As far as D'Angelo Russell goes, Sean, I will <laughs> quote the late, great uh, Michael Clark Duncan in a movie called Talladega Nights. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, you want to talk about continuous soup? Like he's continuous soup. He comes yes. up the bed. He plays. You're gonna pay twelve minutes, a, twelve to fifteen minutes a game because you're gonna pay eighteen million dollars, and you won't be on it. And you, and you won't be the. And you will no longer be the fall guy. When for for you won't be the fall guy for when LeBron wants to point a finger at somebody. So, I if you're gonna go get that type of continuous soup, I, there are people I have no idea what continuous soup is. I'll let Jeremy explain it this weekend. Um. I, I just mend your mend your relationships with Clutch and go get Malcolm Brogdon. Like that's that's the direction I would go. Perfect backup. Literally reigning six man of the year. Are we? Are they really mean at Cam David to get Malcolm Brogdon? Like that's like that's, no. But that's, that's, Jonathan that's, Murray's that's the probably the conversation. But it's like if if you're gonna mend it and be like, hey, we're family. Like I was LeBron's agent. Yeah, you're right. Let's let's break bread. By the way, Malcolm Brogdon for uh, Evan Fournier's salary and a late first. Like, like we'll call it Portland now. See if we can make it happen. Like that's that's the that's the direction I would I would hopefully I would hope they would be able to go. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, El Coriano. Good good thought exercise. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, JJ Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, 
and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, JJ breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Three more, Sean. Okay. From Deadbird604. Spot on Mad Dog impression. All that was missing was an obscure reference to the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, I tell you, the Giants, they keep losing because they're losers. The Giants just never going to win, Michael. I swear, they do it to me one time. One time. <laughs> one of the greatest days in sports radio history was him ranting about the Giants losing to the Marlins. I was going to say, go on YouTube and type in Mad Dog Giants Marlins. It is one mm-hmm. of the all time, all time rants. Like, mm-hmm. like, like, we lost to the Mets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the Mets, Mets didn't pull us one time. I see it once. I want to make my conies. I win, Michael. And, and uh, you know what's man. funny? And you know why that gives people like, you know why that gives me hope? Because he literally watched the San Francisco Giants fall over themselves for years. 89 uh, like 89 against the, the 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 A's and all that stuff and and then they won the Wonder World Series every other year for 6 years. So yep. there's hope. There is hope. There is hope. You could go through the the turmoil and then suddenly three random World Series might happen because there's nothing there's no through line through all that. There's no like they're a None. great player. There's no like great system. Like they, they had a different game one starter in all three of those World Series. Okay, busy mad on talking about baseball. I can hear it. Two more left. They're both from Sam L. Uh, bullish on them using Fournier's money and some non-rotation assets to get a real upgrade vet. Uh, eight ninth man. Who would you guys target for that money? And then he adds to clarify. I think it's worth a first round pick to upgrade. So, who would you? I mean, we, we've kind of talked about it throughout the night. The um, like the the Brogdon upgrade is there. I mean, what are your thoughts on Dejounte Murray and the the smoke that continues to exist? So, when we're talking about like who's available, like there are teams, and we're talking about teams that may be letting go of the rope. I mean, Atlanta's fourteen and twenty one. And they may start shipping guys off. Uh, I, I, I think I was. All, I'm all in from a De, for Dejounte Murray in terms of an asset accumulation, continuous soup deal. I don't think he's going to come here to be a backup point guard. Um, Malcolm Brogdon. The minute you need Malcolm Brogdon, he's gone. And. That's why, listen, I actually think I'm going to start this D'Angelo Russell agenda now. I actually <laughs> think I'm going to do it. Even though, like, like we have, like, we have T-Money. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Now that I'm thinking about this, because if you send Fournier, because Fournier's a team option, you could, you could take Fournier. Like, D'Angelo Russell's picking up that option next year. You could, tra- you could take Fournier and tell him to kick rocks after next season. So you can, you can get off that. You can get off that money. Um, like I said, like who else is there? Like Tyus Jones, like, eh, and I know you and Jeremy going back and forth and you're like, well, I don't like, I'll worry about next season when I get there, but we need somebody. He's there. Like, I don't know. 
Like I, I may actually start the D'Angelo Russell bet, uh, agenda bandwagon. I may start that. I think the the tough part is trying to have your cake and eat it too. And like, I'm going to get somebody that I can use as, as somebody in a trade next season or this off season. While I was trying to get better this year without disrupting what seems to be working and completely shaking up the apple cart right now. You know, like, I don't know. Like, okay, so we have one more super chat coming. And I actually understand this sentiment. Your boy Benz says, why give up any assets for 12 minutes of the, in the regular season in the playoffs, Brunson will play 40 minutes. That's still eight minutes. That I'm terrified of your boy Benz where there won't be a point guard on the floor. The, Biggest thing we point to to game six, or one of the biggest things we point to in game six against the Heat last year is Tibbs let Brunson sit for two to three minutes. I forget how long it was. It was two and a two half minutes, minutes. Two minutes. It was two minutes, and they got outscored eight nothing, and their lead completely evaporated. When he came back in the game, he now like the lineup he could out there was crazy, but I also understand Tibbs being like, I want to try and see if I can get him two minutes of rest here. And the rope completely got let go. And like, we're going to just be like, oh, how could you put that lineup up there? Where's Randall in a game? He went three of 14. Like, I don't know that there were many good lineups out there. So that's why I understand the Malcolm Brogdon of it all and the potential just like, hey, I need a point guard that is potentially a veteran that can direct the ship for a couple of minutes or potentially, like you said, eight minutes in a, in a playoff game, maybe even 12 minutes in a playoff game. So Brunson doesn't have to play 40, 40, you know, I'll give, I'll give you two examples of why that matters. They both involve the Golden state warriors. Uh, Landry Barbosa would play eight minutes a half. And those eight minutes allowed Steph to get his breather. And he would just like, and he was older. He would just run people off the floor Cause havoc, get to the get to the bucket, score whatever. Like those eight minutes were were, were needed. And then the other example of the Warriors, twenty sixteen finals game seven, Festus Azili. And there are people, there are many people who say that those Festus Azili minutes are what lost that game for Golden State. So to Andrew's point, it's going to be a playoff game against Boston, and we're going to have Deuce. Grimes, uh, um, like, like that, like, and, and we're in, there's gonna be no creation. It's gonna, things are gonna bog down, and you're gonna be like, why do we get somebody? And, and Dirty Dancer saying in the chat, D'Lo is terrible. Listen, I am not a fan of D'Lo Brown, <laughs> D'Lo Brown, D, uh, D'Angelo Russell. However, we need some, and listen, it's gonna be maddening when, <laughs> it's gonna be maddening when, um, uh, I o, OG and Grimes are wide open in the corner and D'Angelo's going to be like, I got this and mm-hmm. take a two, but we need something. And again, like you got like someone you have to account for. That's all. Yeah. And look, if, if you're confident that Deuce McBride can be your 12 minute player, 13 minute player. So Brunson doesn't have to play 40 regular season minutes the rest of the year. Then I get it. Like you're like, don't give up anything. I'm suggesting like I did the pregame pod today. With with Matt Moderno, believe in Wizards, and he was like, um, "I'd want a late first for Tyus Jones." And I'm again, I'm not saying I'll give it to you. I'm literally just trying to like ask around, like, what do you think is a good package? Like, what does the fan base think is a good good compensation? I would not give anything more than a second round pick for Tyus Jones. Like, I'm I'm literally saying like Malachi Flynn in a second is what I'd give up or a bunch of like a couple seconds for, for him. One of the OB seconds. Here's a protected first. Here's one of these protected first that we have. Take one of those. Honestly, even then I'd be like, you know, no, like 
he's leaving in three months. Like, That's true. He's an expiring. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you, you don't get to make these calls. If you want to keep him and lose him for nothing, then that's between you and your God. But I'm very much like, here's something. Here's a second round pick. That's another bite at the apple cart. Like when you, when you, during your rebuild where you just want to accumulate some kind of asset um, back for him. So like, that's more what I'm saying. I'm not saying give up prime assets for, for anybody for what I'm imagining is the back. Cause I agree. Brunson's going to play 39, 40 minutes in the playoffs, which means there will be minutes that have to be accounted for. So uh, until the playoffs, and then in the playoffs that he's not on the floor. Absolutely. Uh, Nick M in the chat is saying, what about Jordan Clarkson? I don't think Utah is going to give him up. Like, what? Do you remember who their GM is? <laughs> well, OK, so I, I agree with that sentiment. We also just saw the Knicks made a trade, make a trade with a team that they're in court with. So I'm not going to completely rule out the Jordan Clarkson of it all. What I will say is Utah may be buyers. Like they're in playing position at the moment. So there's a world where they're not looking to trade Jordan Clarkson to dump him because they're trying to get up to the eighth or ninth seed. And uh, they, they'd rather try and make a bigger run with the current iteration of their team. Um, so. Yeah, I, I think. Well, I well, for me saying about Utah, not that like, oh, they won't trade with us because of the whole Donovan Mitchell thing is that it's Danny Ainge and he's Danny knows Ainge. Yeah, it's Danny Ainge. Um, I'm looking at Jordan Clarkson. He also has a, he has money through 2026. Um, I don't think we want to take on that much money. I don't think we want to take, I don't think we want to take on money past next season. So, um, although that is somewhat, but then again, Jordan Clarkson will be part of the deal before the deal. Cause you can move Jordan Clarkson. Cause, but I don't know. My thought is twofold. If you were gonna, although again, I, I understand you can't fully think like this, but if you were going to go and pay another point guard that much money, you probably should just extend it to manual quickly. Mm. And now that we're in this world post quickly trade, um, if you're if you're gonna go get a point guard, at, so what's his money right now? What's his contract? His contract, okay, so he's earning twenty three million next year, but this his extension is two for twenty eight, so it's fourteen million in twenty five and fourteen million in twenty six. It's not bad. It's not bad at all, actually. Look, if if Danny Ainge is willing to do it, I mean, I just uh, that's where I'll echo what Sean was saying about like negotiating with Danny Ainge and and whether or not you potentially want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I look the Dejounte Murray thing. I think would be an avenue they'd explore if they're going to go get a point guard with multiple years remaining, because then that's a more enticing uh, headliner in a potential star trade. Again, trying to have your cake and eat it too. Trying to get better this year while also trying to. Um, trying to trade for a superstar this offseason if one becomes available. Mm-hmm. Now, it's going to be interesting is if this starting lineup is here to stay and is can can put up a fight that maybe you don't need to go get a superstar. Maybe it is just like a, a, a smaller move for another star. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. All we do know is that in the OG and OB era, the Knicks literally have not lost the game. And they went down to the nation's capital tonight and took care of business um, on the you know what date it was. <laughs> and uh, and we had fun breaking it down. Thank you to everybody for sticking with us through the KFS postgame show. Uh, Sean, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, no final thoughts. Um, Robert Cross is trying to get me to do study hall tomorrow. It depends on how I feel. Um, we'll see. <laughs> the Ravens already played. No, got well, no football to watch tomorrow. There is no well, one. I like football, too. I right. know a lot of our, a lot of our listeners like football. So it's like it's hard to fit it within this window between like 10 and one Eastern, which is 
like 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Robert Cross, he'll wake up at 6 a.m. for study hall. Mm-hmm. I know that much, but yeah. we'll see. Um, I actually may have, I have an idea. I actually wouldn't mind having a, um, just get all my Raptors fan friends and just have one big kumbaya about this trade, especially Kevin F on, on Twitter, who has been tweeting nonstop that, that we got fleeced and you're going to see how we saved the Raptors. And I'm like, Kevin, I did not know you were an upside merchant, but here we are. <laughs> but big up to Kevin. I, I love Kevin. He's a good follow. Um, but yeah, man, listen, big win. Thanks for having me on. I love being on the post games. It's good to have a post game done before 2.30 in the morning. Um, and oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and listen, big win. Um, as as my man, I hate Sean says, we're approaching them thanks territory. We won, four in a, we won four in a row. Let's get number five on Tuesday against the Pivots. Shout out to all of you for tuning in here on the post game show. If you dig the show, head over to iTunes, drop a five star rating and review for those listening later on. If you're watching, please, before you get out of here, like our video, subscribe to the channel really helps us get the word out. Uh, John and Jeremy will be back on Monday with a brand new episode. I don't want to. I'm pretty sure this is what's happening. Four words, cap or no cap. Um, so you're a treat for all of you on your, your Monday morning commutes. Um, and to all of you out there, stay safe. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And we'll speak with you soon. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.